0: You are now listening to the Pats Pulpit Podcast. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pats Pulpit Podcast. It is week six, somehow, in the NFL. I am Alex Shane here to break down Patriots, Browns, and all things football. My good buddy, Rich Hill. Rich, are you ready for the absolute barn burner to kick off week six for tonight's game? The Washington <laughs> Commanders and the Chicago Bears. It's going to be hard hitting high flying football. Yeah. Okay. So I have some thoughts on this.
1: First off, uh, no, uh, this is going <laughs> to be likely a terrible game because a, it's a Thursday night game. Um, but also uh, these teams aren't good. They are very, very, in fact, bad, um, but I will, I will bite my tongue from here on out because I feel like I've been snarky about the schedule for the past, like, you know, four weeks. Like, I feel like, you know, opening week, we're like, these are great matchups. And then the next four weeks, we're like, eh. And there always seems to be some really good matchups. Uh, I will have no faith that it will be the Thursday night game that's good, but Justin Fields, uh semi fun to watch this is like these are teams that like have good individual and exciting players can they pull it all together i'm not going to put money on that but you know what until further notice i will not be snarky about the matchups on the calendar and instead say uh the carson Wentz led commanders that is dealing with a shoulder injury so like yeah this is going to be really good quality um this should be like a uh evenly matched game is the praise that I will give. And so those are the games that like could wind up being pretty fun.
0: And again, man, looking around the league, nothing makes any sense this year. How are the Giants four and one? Nobody knows. The Jets Packers is suddenly interesting. Who'd have thought about that? But of course, other than Pat's Browns, which we're here to talk about primarily the game of the week, possibly the game of the year is taking place this Sunday at four twenty-five, where the Kansas city chiefs host the Buffalo bills. Bills are the best team in the NFL, in my opinion. Chiefs are a very close second. Who you got winning that one, Rich? What do you think? Think the Chiefs pulled that out at home?
1: Yeah, there's a total one. I was reading this stat. This is the first time that Patrick Mahomes has ever been an underdog at home in his entire career. He opened up as a home favorite for like 41 straight days. And so uh, I am not counting out this Chiefs team. I think that this Bills team is the best one in the league. Uh, I think that they and the Eagles should be the favorites to come out at each other' respective conferences but i'm not counting out the chiefs at arrowhead mahomes is magic beat the bills last year um the chiefs were down 17-0 against the raiders last year uh, or last weekend and they pulled out the victory i was reading this other ridiculous stat that mahomes is over 500 on games where he's had like you know a double digit deficit in the second half um and like tom brady is number 2 at like a 380 sort of win rate so like there is no game that is safe against this chiefs team this is a Bills team that's dealing with a lot of injuries. And even though like, I think that they are the best overall team and in the long run, I think they'll win. I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs pulled this one off.
0: Yeah, I mean I don't bet against the Chiefs at home. You know, they're kind of like the Patriots in that respect when the Tom Brady era, they usually win at home and they split on the road and they finish, you know, 12 and 4, 13 and 3. It's kind of how they roll. Uh again, the Bills just like they just look unstoppable when they're on. I'm really excited for this game. Could be one of those, you know, 50 to 48 wins. Of course, now that I've said that, watch it be like 13 to 9 and nobody able to get anything done. But again, the nonsensical season rolls on, so I'm just glad it's at 425, so I can totally focus on that when the Patriots game is already behind us. Uh, the night game should be interesting, Sunday night game, Cowboys-Eagles. Eagles are the last undefeated team in the NFL. The Cowboys are undefeated, courtesy of Cooper Rush, somehow. Did the <laughs> Eagles continue the winning streak? Are they 6-0 coming out of this week, or the Cowboys finally them their first loss, do you think? I uh, will
1: vote vote for the the Eagles on this one. I know Cooper Rush, as you said, like undefeated as a starter. Like he's very much outplaying it, uh, like with his level. I think I really like this Eagles team. I think Jalen Hurts is the truth at quarterback. I think he's very very good. Uh, He's been overlooked always. I think that he's got, uh, you know, just like that great leadership quality that you're looking for from a young quarterback. uh, I think he has the it factor. And so I'm I'm, I'm sticking with the Eagles on this one. I don't think they'll go undefeated this year, but I don't think uh, a Cowboys team led by a backup quarterback will knock them off in Philly.
0: Well, you're now on record saying that. So psyched to (laughs) visit this one for you on Tuesday. And then final game of the week, I think one of those games that, should have been really good in like August when the teams are still getting ready, but the Broncos kind of stink now coming off arguably the worst game in the last 15 years against the Colts last Thursday night. They're home, other excuse me, they're away against the Los Angeles Chargers, another kind of weird team that barely needed, barely beat the Browns last week. Uh, are the Chargers legit or are they still figuring their stuff out? I can't figure that team out, Rich. What's, what, are your, what are your thoughts on the Chargers this year? <laughs>
1: I feel like they are your, your family's chargers. Like this has been the chargers team for the past decade uh, where honestly, actually even like the past, like 15 years, even with Philip rivers where like, they're just frustrating. They find ways to lose games. They find ways to like make, should be non-competitive games competitive they pull off ridiculous upsets against like the Chiefs somehow in Kansas City and then they'll like lose to the Lions the next week they're just a very inconsistent team uh this is a team that I feel like there's like a locker room controversy with uh you know Keenan Allen was questioning their head coaching decisions Allen's been on uh on the sideline for the past since I think week one uh dealing with an injury but uh Their head coach, Brandon Staley, was someone who, like, makes some good, like, you know, he he was all about the analytics, uh, like, in a very good way when he started. And then he just, I think he, like, failed on fourth down a couple times in a row. And then he's just been a shell shock kind of a player or head coach. And last week, uh, fortunately, they pulled out the win there. But they were, you know, on fourth and nine or whatever, they, like, went for it and uh they didn't get it And the other team i think it was the browns like missed the field goal and so like they managed to hold on to the win but it's one of those things where it's like a misunderstanding of how to use analytics to make those decisions because like they weren't aggressive on the first three downs and then they went for it on fourth down and so it was one of those like if you're going to go for it on fourth down then like at least go for it like really go for it for you like use all four downs and it didn't seem like they did that so my thought on this Chargers team, they're better than this Broncos team. This is like, for whatever, Russell Wilson is a ghost of himself. Like, I'm shocked at how much he's fallen off in Denver. Um, and so, like, I don't think that they have any chance of beating this Chargers team. But I think that this game will be more competitive than it has any right being with Justin Herbert being, like, such a a much better, like, quarterback right now, top five in the league.
0: Yeah, and it's just so funny how everyone, you and I included, Rich, are talking about the AFC West coming into 2022 as this just, like, a monster of a division. But the Chargers are kind of bled. The Broncos stink. The Raiders can't seem to get a win. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs. And so here we find ourselves with the AFC East and the NFC East, perhaps being the two most competitive divisions. But I guess that's why you play the game, Rich. The Chargers barely beat the Cleveland Browns last week. And the Browns are on deck to play the Patriots this week. I'm looking at the Browns' past schedule so far this season, Rich. They've lost games by less than a field goal. Of every single time they beat the Steelers 29 to 17, but they beat the Panthers by two points. They lost to the Jets by one point. They lost to the Falcons by a field goal. And I think it was a missed field goal at the end that could have beat the Chargers, if I remember correctly. So they could, I feel like they could easily have only had like one or two losses, but instead they've lost a number of games. They're a very enigmatic team with Jacoby Brissett. They have the best running attack in the league or one of the best running attacks in the league against a weak run defense. Uh, So I feel like we're talking a similar game plan uh, on our Browns preview as we are in our Patriots Lions preview last week, where strength against strength, weakness against weakness, and whoever wins in the trenches should come out with the victory on Sunday.
1: Oh, I completely agree with that. I completely agree. My, my, like my first reaction when I looked at this, the Browns, like how have they been doing this year? Uh, Yeah. Like they've had a lot of close games, but also like, who have those close games been against? Like, it's not like they're you know pulling out or just like barely coming up short against teams like uh, like the Chiefs and the Bills. Like, we're talking about the Jets and Falcons here. Uh, they've beaten the Panthers, who fired their head coach. They've beaten the Steelers, who uh, have already gone through a quarterback change. They haven't been beating or coming up close with good teams they've been doing it against really really bad teams but that said i completely agree with your analysis this is a browns team that uh you know is driven by their entire rushing attack nick chubb kareem hunt uh they are their top two players in general on offense they rank number one in the league in yards uh on the ground all year um and it has bared fruit for them uh you know they rank third in points per drive fourth in the number of drives that ended scores uh sixth in points overall fourth in yards and it's all coming off the ground game because like their passing game isn't good, nor is it really that efficient. You know, they, they rank uh, 24th in passing yard, 19th uh, in, in net yards per attempt, which means that, like, they're a below-average passing attack, uh, led by Jacoby Brissett. Maybe we start off with this. Let's talk about this Browns offense against this Patriots defense. Uh Nick Chubb, best running back in the entire league, almost 600 yards uh, on the ground. He has 630 overall, uh, including his reception, seven touchdowns, and then Kareem Hunt's added 330 yards from scrimmage as well, uh, and three scores. These are their top two players. The Patriots uh, on defense, they rank 23rd in yards allowed per carry. So, this is not a strong run defense. Like, they did pretty well against the Lions, but the previous two games against, like, the Lamar Jackson led Ravens, they allowed 188 yards on the ground. Against the Packers with A.J. Dillon uh, and Aaron Jones, they allowed 199 on the ground. Uh, this is not a good Patriots run defense. How can the Patriots stop the Browns run game? Because, for my mind, if I'm Bill and Steve Belichick, that's the way to stop this Browns team.
0: No, yeah, it is. And even more concerning, I feel like the Patriots have struggled historically the past couple of seasons with yards after contact. And that's where Chubb really makes his, his paycheck is hitting that first guy, making the guy miss, and is grinding out extra yards. And the Patriots have trouble wrapping guys up. I don't see like Tavai being the guy to wrap up Nick Chubb. I just don't see the it. Guy. So I. To buy, to buy the guy, I like it. Uh, speaking of the guy, hopefully Lawrence guy comes back this week because he could be a huge factor up front. This is going to be a big game for the, those middle guys. I don't know how much they're going to let Matthew Judon eat, let him go off for the quarterback, but I can see them really going big up front. Maybe not as big of a game as we'd expect from maybe a Kyle Duggar, Adrian Phillips guys. Maybe they go a little bigger in the linebacker core. I like our Patriots secondary matchup against the receivers. I know they have Amari Cooper, but he hasn't really been much of a factor this season at all so I'd be okay just going really big. Getting the, Maybe this is a Jamie Collins game. Maybe they elevate him from the practice squad to have, be just bigger up front. Uh, I think they really need to jam the middle and enforce Nick Chubb going east and west because if they do have a Duggar or a Phillips in, that's where they're going to excel in the lateral movement. So I want to see them stuff the middle. I want to see them get really big up front in the middle linebackers and then force the game to the outside and have the, the defense swarm to the ball the way they did on Sunday against the Lions if they get beat through the air so be it but I want to see them do everything they can to limit Chubb's carries because I think if they can limit Chubb to like even 100 yards they can be okay
1: yeah I completely agree I I I was actually thinking that they should try and replicate what they gave this this Lions team you know like with the Lions Amon Ross and Brown super limited The, the Lions didn't have a good passing attack for the Browns they have Amari Cooper who has been just like the target vacuum for Jacoby Brissett and then, uh, David Njoku and Donovan Peoples Jones. Those are, there are three receivers that will get targets, um, out there. And Peoples Jones is not someone that you should like really be that concerned about. Uh, he only has 191 yards on the season. So it's like really the run game, Amari Cooper and David Njoku. Um, and, and I believe Njoku, uh, had like the bulk of his, uh, he's, he's been like pretty consistent. Um, but he's like not someone that like, carries the offense necessarily but he is doing a really good job this year he's having like a breakout season so my thought is that uh yeah if they can replicate the the defense that they had against the lions i don't think they'll shut them out by any means but like how did the patriots play the lions how did they do it uh they had a, a lot of heavy players up front dietrich wise uh jelani tavai uh Jawan bentley uh devon godshaw and, and christian barmore played a lot uh Adam Judon as well, but he even Judon played like fewer snaps. The Patriots tried to get beefy up front, tried to be a little bit heavier than their typical light uh really you know, pass defense, and it worked. It worked. Like, I I think that the Patriots have like the quality players on the defensive line that I would love if they just went, you know, three defensive tackles and then had Dietrich Wise on the edge. Like, I feel like that would be a really good thing to do on early downs and like Judon can come in on on passing downs just because I I want them to have a little bit more beef. Um, I I want them to be able to make sure that uh, Chubb isn't able to, as you said, like get to the edge, hit the second level because like, He's really stout at breaking tackles, and the Patriots linebackers are not good at that. Uh Mac Wilson, uh really bad at making tackles. Uh John What Bentley has not been consistent. Uh Tavai actually has no missed tackles this year, but he's still also not as like the strongest uh linebacker that you would want, especially going to that second level. So the Patriots need to make sure that Chubb doesn't get to the second level. And I think the best way to do that is to add extra beef up front so the the offensive line of the Browns doesn't get
0: anything going. And I think adding extra beef out front, Rich, would possibly put more pressure on the Patriots secondary for one-on-one coverage, put a hat on a hat, on a lot of man. Are there any receivers, I mean, Najoku might be an exception, but any of the actual like pure receivers, Amari Cooper, Jakeem Grant, whoever it may be, that you think is a matchup problem for the Patriots, or are you confident in the secondary to put a hat on a hat and allow skill to overpower skill?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I think that the, the skill works. Like I don't think that the Patriots necessarily have an advantage at any of those positions. Like Cooper is very good. And like, I know that it was like Njoku's not a world beater, but he's like still solid. That said, I think that Kyle Duggar, great matchup with Njoku right here Uh, thinking of Amari Cooper, give him Jack Jones plus safety help over the top. Like, the Patriots have the ability to match up well with them. Uh, I believe Donovan Peoples-Jones has like historically been more of a, of a deep threat, and so he's someone that I, I would want uh, like Jonathan Jones to be in coverage of uh, just because like he is that big-time player. Um, but I think that the Patriots have the talent to match up against them in the secondary perspective. It's really just like, okay, if you're Bill Belichick, what's the one thing that you can do to win this game? Put the ball in Jacoby's hands. Like this is Jacoby Brissett returning, want him to succeed, not this week. Uh, And like, if you can, as you said, limit this uh, Browns rushing attack to hundred yards on the ground, which, you know, honestly, like no team has done their, their season low is 171 yards on the ground, which is ridiculous. Uh, If the Patriots can limit them to say like 150 yards, the Patriots are going to be in a pretty good spot to win.
0: Yeah, that's why Jack Jones is actually my X-Factor. I to get another pick. He's got two and two games, one, including a pick six. But I think he's going to have the toughest assignment. And the fact of putting a rookie on Amari Cooper, I'm pretty impressed with that. I'm fine with the safety health, but I'd like to see maybe a cover one kind of look. Maybe McCourty in the backfield and whoever the other safety is, Kyle, Duggar, Phillips, whoever, you've got to be in the box to help or, or chip off on Nagoku and, and make sure that they really don't get anything going. Once they start running downhill, uh, this could be a very – quick game in that we just kind of grind things out over and over again so I want to see the ball in Jacoby Brissett's hands as well I want to see him throw into Amari Cooper and I want to see Jack Jones breaking him down because I don't know if Brissett has uh, improved I haven't watched a lot of Brissett tape since he left the Patriots but he does tend to zero in on his targets and scramble a lot so hopefully Jack Jones has yet another interception to add to his (laughs) phenomenal rookie campaign
1: yeah, I mean he's doing great. Like Jack Jones is exceeding every and all expectation. I love his swagger. I love the attitude that he brings. He's absolutely going to be the guy uh moving forward. Like if not this year, like next year or the year after. He's going to be the the JC Jackson-esque player in that secondary. And I love that for him. Uh My X factor, I'm going to go up front because like it is all about stopping the run. I think that the defensive line is what it is. Like they'll make some plays, but it's really about making up space for linebackers. And Belishek's defenses have always gone as good as their linebackers are able to play. And so Jawan Bentley, Jelani Tavai, those are the two guys that will be in the heart of this Patriots defense that will be expected to stop this rushing attack. I'm gonna go with Bentley because uh Tabai, I also feel like is what he is. Bentley can like fluctuate between being like replacement level and then also like, like an all-star caliber player. The better Bentley's able to do against this Browns team, the more lockdown they'll be on defense. Like just because that's what they need to do. Um, and, and so Bentley's my X factor. He needs to have a very good game. He can't just have like an okay game. If Bentley has a very good game, then I think that the rest of the defense will, you know, benefit, follow suit, and be able to limit this Browns offense in a way that uh, if if Bentley is just average, I don't think they'll be able to do.
0: Yeah, it's going to be on the linebackers to limit Chubb and make Jacoby keep the ball in his hands. That really is going to be the theme of the day, get the, get the ball into Jacoby's hands. On both the defensive side and the offensive side, I would argue, Rich Hill, because Jacoby Myers needs to have a big game on the Patriots' offensive side of the ball. Patriots' offense versus Browns' defense. Another run, strong running game with the Patriots against a weaker rush defense with the Browns. Let's start with the obvious question, Rich Hill. Uh, Bailey Zappi. Had his first win as a starter Mm -hmm. last week. Mac Jones has returned to practice. He's throwing. He's mobile. He still looks fairly limited, but uh, Bill Belichick said there's a decent chance he starts on Sunday against the Browns. If you had to guess right now, who takes the first nap under center? Bailey Zappi or do you have Mac Jones uh, one more time to, to, to rest or is Mac Jones out there?
1: I'm going zappy, zappy all the way. I think that there's there's no real chance. It's all gamesmanship from Belichick. There's no way that they would risk Mac Jones re-injuring his ankle and sidelining him for even more time uh, this week. Like You got a game against the Bears the week after, and then you got the Jets and the Colts, and then a bye week. Like If they held him out to the bye week, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, even if he's returning to practice, even if he's better, all of the initial prognoses were six to eight weeks uh, without surgery. And then, you know, four to six with surgery. And for him to come back in like two and a half weeks would not make sense to me. Like, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they kept him out till the jet, like it doesn't make sense to me, especially when it's like Zappi can do enough. Like he's obviously Jones is the more talented player, but uh, Zappi can do enough. I, I think that this is going to be uh, less about what can zappy do like it was this game was never going to be a quarterback driven game for the patriots uh because this browns team is uh terrible (laughs) at run defense they're like they have a fine secondary they have some fine players out there but they are a bottom five if not bottom three run defense in the entire league uh I'm going to just throw it out right there. Like Stevenson is my X factor. Ramondre is going to, you know, replicate what he did last week against the lions. I would not be surprised. He's going to just carry this entire offense and make it. So things get a little bit softer for Zappi because, uh, I think that there's going to be some like new faces or different like receivers at, uh, on offense, because like Aguilar's not really, I I wouldn't expect Aguilar to play with his hamstring injury. Damien Harris at running back isn't going to play because of his hamstring injury. Uh, and then like Johnny Smith, who knows if he'll play with his ankle, but you know, last week it was just zappy throwing only to Myers and Hunter Henry. Uh, but really it was Stevenson. That was the engine of it. And I, I think that, uh, I, I'm not going to this being like Zappi has to carry this team for them to win because I think they've shown that the Patriots can win with Zappy at quarterback uh, if the running game is able to do what it needs to do.
0: This is going to be a run heavy. Again, even with Mac Jones, as you mentioned, this would have been the game plan, run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. Uh, however, Rich Hill, you can't give the ball to Ramondre Stevenson every single snap, uh, A, because you'd exhaust him and B, because that's no way to win a game unless it's the blowing a million miles an hour and you're at Buffalo. So, <laughs> Damian Harris is out for a couple of weeks with a hamstring. And as last week indicated, Ramondre Stevenson was literally the only running back on the sidelines who was healthy to go. The Patriots have other backs on the roster, be it the practice squad or just not active game day guys. Do you see them calling a practice squad guy like a J.J. Taylor? This is a Pierre Strong game. Who do you see spelling the running games on those snaps where Ramondre has to get a rest? Yeah, totally. I mean, I, I think that Pierre Strong is going to
1: get some opportunities out there, and I I would expect them to bring up J.J. Taylor. Uh, I, I would love for them to give Kev, Kevin Harris an opportunity, and honestly, like, with the run game being so important, I wouldn't be shocked if they activated both of them. I wouldn't be, like, super, like, oh, that makes sense, but, like, I wouldn't be shocked, especially if, like, Jonu Smith is held out another week and Aglor isn't ready to go, like, the how do you compensate like you don't bring up another wide receiver like the Patriots are going to use their running backs anyways and so like bring them up you know like you know what the game's going to be the Browns know that like they're not going to like do a lot of trickery with uh faking the run and putting the game in Zappi's hands and so like this is going to be about who can win their one-on-one matchups Patriots should rely on Marcus Cannon as the sixth offensive lineman and just be like you know what we're going to run the ball until you show us that you can't. And then like I, I do believe that the Patriots win that matchup. Um, but I, I would love to see what Kevin Harris can do. I really liked him in the preseason, but I would expect JJ Taylor just due to his experience with the team to get a little bit more opportunities as the call up, but really with Pierre strong as the, the top number two.
0: Yeah, I can see this again. This is another B. I keep saying this over and over again. This would be a great time Montgomery game. We're really missing that yep. third down back to change things up, but we just don't have one right now. Hopefully Montgomery gets back soon. I've heard nothing about his status, his injury. I've just heard not a, not a damn thing. So hopefully he's closer to coming back than he is farther to coming back. J.J. Taylor could be a great option. He's very shifty. He's a good pass catcher. He is, I guess, as close as they have to the Ty Montgomery third down back role. But again, it's going to be a, a whole lot of Ramondre going forward, yep. and I'm here for it. I, I am excited about it. In that respect, Rich, uh, I'm going to give you an over-under. Uh, the over-under is 20. Over-under 20 passes for Bailey Zappi on Sunday. Ooh. That is a good question. Um, let me think about that for a second. My
1: thought is like, okay, was last week he had twenty one against the Packers and mop up. He had fifteen. Uh, I, I think that the Patriots have shown an inclination not to require them to throw too much. But that said, uh, Mac Jones as a rookie threw fewer than twenty passes just twice. Uh, one of them being that Bills game. So like in reality, it's just been one game. Uh, I would expect him to surpass twenty. And I expect uh, Jacoby Myers to get his 10 targets. Uh, I would expect Devontae Parker to get involved and Kendrick Bourne to get involved and Taekwon Thornton to step up into the role of Aguilar if Aguilar is unable to go with his hamstring injury. Uh, I, I think that the Patriots have the ability to do that. Okay? I think that uh, there is the talent. I think when you look at this Browns roster, like they have some like good players, uh, in their secondary level. Uh, and like, I, I think that they can do it. Uh, I think Newsom uh, and Denzel Ward are two very good cornerbacks, even though Ward's kind of having a little bit of a down year, uh, Bud Delpit is a very good safety and John Johnson is one of the top, uh, free safeties in the entire league. Uh, and I really liked Martin Emerson coming out of college. I think he was at Mississippi state. Uh, he's a rookie. He's doing very well. Uh, they have a good secondary like and so like i don't think that there's a reason to really push it especially if like miles garrett's on the injury uh like injury report is he able to go doubtful uh jadavian clowney also dealing with injuries like this is not a healthy defensive front of, of the browns like you might not have to challenge him but this is not like a miami dolphins level secondary where you're like oh there's pro bowlers at every single spot so like it's not even worth trying. There's a rookie out there. There's some young players out there that I, I think that you, you know, Zappy you know, comes from the spread offense. He will get the opportunities to go to Jacoby Myers, to Hunter Henry. Uh, and I, I think that there will be enough other opportunities with like check downs to the running backs. If the, uh, the Browns dedicate their resources to stopping Patriots run that uh, he'll just rack them up, even if they're not like, they're effectively an
0: extension of the run game. So you think it's going to be a lot of Myers and Henry getting bulk of the snaps and maybe a deep shot to Parker or Thornton in there to spell things. I think that's a off the play action a lot. That's the that's the name of the game for this one.
1: Yeah, totally. And I mean, I, I would also expect there to be like five targets to running backs. Uh, I expect there to be like a lot of dump offs where, you know, the Patriots do like a play action, like fake the handoff to the running back, have the Browns commit, and then just do like a slip screen kind of a thing. Like, I, I would expect that. Uh, really keep it simple. I don't think that this is a good Browns defense. And like, there will be easy ways to kind of catch them off guard and like, put them in a difficult position to, to succeed. So yeah, I mean, I, I think that there will be definitely enough targets to go around with uh, Myers being the, the engine of the passing game.
0: I also think this is a good game for my X factor. It's going to be Kendrick Bourne. I think this Mm. is a great game to get him back more involved. He's the guy they used on those end arounds, those jet sweeps. He's kind of a, I'm going to call him a gadget receiver, but I think he's one of the more versatile offensive weapons the Patriots have right now. He's been kind of quiet as of late. I think he's primed for a breakout game. I think this could be it for him.
1: I like that. I like that. I mean, what have we seen this year so far? We saw Aguilar get a hundred yards. We saw Parker get a hundred yards. And now Myers is coming off a hundred yard game. It's time for Bourne. Like he he's been getting more snaps. Like you you look at how he's been involved in this offense. He's getting more and more. Like like maybe even not necessarily from like a touch perspective, but his snap count went from two snaps in the, the the first week against the Dolphins, and now he's uh, he played fifty seven percent of the snaps against the Lions. He's gradually increased. He played forty five the week before, twenty seven against the the Ravens, and so they're getting him more and more incorporated. He's been the wide receiver three for them now. Uh, and like last week, what did we see? We saw that Parker. Uh, they were just like, you know, intentionally limiting snaps because it was a blowout. And so when they, they allowed Parker to sit from a veteran perspective, they put in Taekwond Thornton to, to to take over that role. And so uh I I personally think that uh Bourne has solidified himself as the wide receiver three. Um and he will continue to operate in that. And like that, that just means to me that the targets will come. He's the most uh efficient receiver that the Patriots have. And if you have Thornton or Parker on the outside and Myers, you know, being the, the target vacuum that he is, I think that there will be opportunities to connect with Bourne. And I, I would absolutely believe that whole whole break went big uh this game.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, again, it should be an interesting game. Could be a very quick game, you know, <laughs> a lot of very, very long drives where the clock keeps running because both teams are rushing at will and neither defense can stop it. It could be one of those games where one team wins like 20 to 17 and there are no punts because it's just run, 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 run. However, Rich, uh, unless you want to talk about something else, predictions. Let's do it. Let's go predict this game. All right. So last week, we both had the Patriots winning. I had a Patriots victory 21-17. You had a Patriots victory 30-17. Guess that means you are the winner last week because you almost got to the point on how many Patriots scored. Uh, We're both way off with the Lions, but I'll take it. So (laughs) you have the hammer, Rich Hill. Patriots are traveling to Cleveland this week to take on the Browns. 1 p.m. What do you got? Yeah, totally. Uh I, I,
1: you know, first off, I'll always happily over predict what uh, a shutout is for the That's other right. team. <laughs> I don't think that the Patriots will shut out this Browns team. This is a Browns team that ranks sixth uh in points scored this year. They're a top five producer uh due to their rushing attack. That said, I think that the Patriots are coming off of a game where they shut down the number one offense. So is this Browns team like truly a top five offense in the way that like you go against the Chiefs and the Bills and you're like, oh, yeah, no, this is a real top five (laughs) offense. Or is this just kind of a product of circumstance? I think they are still a good above average offense due to having the best rushing attack in the league. But I don't think that they are a true top five offense, similar to the Lions. Like the Lions were also a product of their circumstance. And so I I think that the Patriots will be able to limit the Browns more so than their previous schedule has been able to do. Uh, And I think that the Patriots will be able to produce a little bit more on offense uh, uh, than uh, the Browns have allowed in the past. And so I'm expecting the Patriots to win this one uh, somewhere around the score of like 25 to 17 uh, where the Browns might have a, a late score to make it a little bit closer, but I expect the Patriots to be in a pretty good driver's seat for a lot of this game.
0: Patriots 25 Brown 17. All right. Got it. Mark it down. You know, there's something about this game I just don't like. I don't know what it is. My gut just says Cleveland's going to pull this out on some nonsense. A scenario where maybe the Patriots do what they've done all year. They drive down to the red zone. They can't punch it in. They settle for field goals. The Browns have one situation where maybe Cooper gets behind the defense, and they have one big play and then a couple turnovers. Uh, I think it's another close game. The Browns don't seem to lose blowouts, uh, but I can see the Patriots having this game very, very winnable but maybe Zappy's rookie jitter shows up for the first time or something, some kind of nonsense happens where the pages could have won it, but they snatch a defeat from the jaws of victory. And Cleveland takes this one, something like 24, 22. Oh, how dare you? Um, yeah. uh, I, I believe that you will be wrong. I am
1: hoping I that so. you will be wrong because yeah. yeah, no absolutely should be wrong. Um, but yeah, so that's it'll be easy for us next week when we figure out uh, who actually wins this game, who gets the, the, the points on this one between us. Um, Alec, do you have any final thoughts on week six? How is it week six? Week six of the NFL
0: season. Usually around week six, I need to scramble start freaking out my Halloween costume because I have not done that at all. So this is a good reminder to figure out what I'm going to be for Halloween this year. So thank you for the reminder, NFL.
1: absolutely well uh i'm gonna be a zookeeper with my kids uh and they're gonna be zoo animals so i got that in the bank (laughs) alec until next time you have a good one
0: you too buddy see you